Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Genorama, the podcast. Uh, this is our subsidiary of Middle of the Row, the podcast, our diversion while we wait for new movies. Uh, we'll have a double feature to review on Christmas Day, Soul and Wonder Woman 1984. Woo! But, <laughs> and, but until then, actually, we might do a new release for the next episode after this because we haven't figured out our next topic of genre-rama. Uh This has been comedy. We are ending with my pick for comedy films, which we're all going to describe in eight words or less. Um, I can go first, and I would say Big Dick Energy the movie. <laughs> Mine is young porn star pulls an Icarus. <laughs> that just provides some really weird imagery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I My- had rising young porn star at first, and I'm like, mm, no. no, you should have kept it with that one. <laughs> um, no, mine is a sequel to last week, and it says, "Turns out March and Healy didn't save porno." <laughs> Oh, is it my turn? The source material for The Lion King. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, you covered it, Zach. I was just just going to say. John never does one beforehand. I I was just No, I was literally going to say Mark Wahlberg's giant cock. That's all I was going to say. Except it is a prosthetic. It is a prosthetic. Don't give Mark Wahlberg props he doesn't deserve. Um, so the movie is uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Or Sex, Drugs, and Karate. That was my other one. <laughs> Kar- karate. Yeah, karate. <laughs> and then just add some like hand gestures. <laughs> I picked this as a comedy because I've seen it a ton. It's my second favorite movie ever with my current rankings. And uh, the, the trauma of the movie has fades away <laughs> after you watch it about 20 times. And you can focus on a lot of the comedy, and I'm sure we're going to discuss that, whether this is a comedy or not. But yeah, the elevator pitch for the movie is... Actually, Ben's eight words or less is actually a good summation. <laughs> it's about a guy who... It, at, at its basis, it's about one guy's rise, fall, and return. Yeah, but there, there's definitely a lot more yes, going on. There's so much more going on yeah. than that, though. Yeah. Um, but that's the elevator pitch for the movie. But I would say the fact that there is so much more going beyond the layers beyond the elevator pitch is what makes this movie so freaking great. But yeah, so my general thoughts is it's fucking amazing. Uh, everybody else, this is their first time seeing the movie, I believe. So I'm going to let mm-hmm. them take over from here. I'm picking uh-huh. someone. Ben. Because <laughs> I, I, I know Ben liked the movie. That's why I'm starting with Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you want somebody in your corner from the get-go. I thought it was great. Probably my favorite Mark Wahlberg performance. I mean, I hate saying that like I don't think he's a great actor. He can be a good actor. Yeah, and that's sure. that's what this movie kind of showed me. It's like, holy shit, he actually can like <laughs> it's I guess he just chooses to do action or the happening. Um that, <laughs> you know, he's he's great in this. Everyone is great in this. I mean, Julianne Moore always, you know, phenomenal. I think Don Don Cheadle is like the unsung hero of this movie. <laughs> that was standing out to me watching this time too. I'm like, yeah. he is so I damn just, good in this. I just can't like, get over his like Whoopi Goldberg and sister act looked that he had at one point. <laughs> like, 
Ben literally texted me a picture of of that that cutaway of, of that cu- that <laughs> yeah. cut to him in that, and it was like I can't stop laughing. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's, I, that's I, I literally part. guffawed when I saw that. It's like oh. sad. Don Cheadle is incredible, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like everybody, everybody in this is great. Uh, John C. Riley is fantastic. Just I'll get, I'll list. We didn't let Burt Reynolds yeah. nominated for an Oscar for this movie along with Julian Moore. Also, uh, called his agent. And fired him after shooting this movie, saying this is the worst movie I've ever been in in my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burt Reynolds, reading the trivia about this movie, he is definitely not painted in a good light. <laughs> but then later on, he's on record of saying like, he, yeah. "No, this has all been false. Like, I love this movie. I think it's no. He loved. Yeah, he time. definitely he didn't get in fisticuffs with the director it. or like yes. all the other actors didn't hate him during this filming or like." <laughs> He was a great dude who loved this movie. <laughs> John C. Riley. He didn't. He didn't sell the award he won on like eBay afterwards because he hated <laughs> it so much. I don't know if it was actually eBay, but he sold it. <laughs> Thomas Jane is great too. Yeah. yeah, John C. Riley, William H Macy, Heather Graham, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Louis Guzman, um, Philip Baker Hall, R- Rob Ridgely, and Alfred Molina <laughs> also all kill it in their. Few I just scenes. want to take a moment to appreciate Heather Graham's like whole shtick is like. Roller, roller blades. Curve. She just wears roller, roller blades. Like, she times. even <laughs> wore them to the award show. Like, that it was, was amazing. So <laughs> oh. I don't take my skates off. Mm-mm. I think there are a whole like the. I think the camera work in this movie is phenomenal. Like the 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 bookend opening and closing, like those long shots. I don't mm. know if there actually were. They like, were all legit long takes. They're, they're so good. Yeah. yeah, like they are incredible. God, I'm dropping his name. The other guy, uh, the guy who worked at the 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 nightclub, uh, wanted to be in the Louis movie. Louis Guzman. Yeah, he's great too. It's like everybody who shows up, no matter how long they're in it, is just knocking it out of the park, and then just kind of, but they're never like stealing the show from anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's a true ensemble. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really sad, but I think it's also really funny. It's it's, you know, dramedy to me. That's that's what I got. Lauren. Uh yeah, I was really uh worried going into this movie first of all cuz it was longer. And like <laughs> I just was so worried this that this was going to be another eyes wide shut. And like then it starts no. out and it's super creepy and predatory with Burt Reynolds' character just like coming into the kitchen <laughs> How with old like, are you? a high schooler and being like, Show me your dick. But um I guess that's not actually hey, how two, it went. He offered. He offered. Yeah, <laughs> but, to Mark Wahlberg's credit, he offered to show like, How often does that happen that that's just his go to question when someone or he meets someone? But um, a couple times. Well, I mean that's we saw that in the nice guys last week too. <laughs> I guess I blocked that I'll show out. you a dick. Oh, that's $20. right. That kid. Um, <laughs> but, Must have been a thing in the 70s. Yeah, it's like I was, yeah, I guess. I was just so concerned because like one of the like Bert, like one of the things he says, it's like, I got a feeling beneath those jeans, there's something wonderful yeah. just waiting to get out. And I was like, I hate my life right now. <laughs> and, and then I don't know what, if it was maybe, I think it was probably the first time Mark Reynolds, or Mark Reynolds, Mark um, Wahlberg goes to a part, the party with all the porn actors and everything, and he meets mm-hmm. John C. Riley, and we start getting mm-hmm. that dynamic of the two of them. Yeah. That like, 
I just started to love this movie and just everything was so... When you get to the party, the movie just takes Yeah, for sure. It was like shockingly hilarious. I was just... Half the time I felt like I was laughing just because it was like, what the hell is going on in this scene? (laughs) But like, it was just very smartly done. And like, as soon as we get that shit, it was like an hour in or whatever. And suddenly the movie's like, who brought a gun to a porno party? But it gets real rough. But like, just the absurdity of it all. Just I couldn't help laughing throughout most of the movie, I felt like. I wonder I wonder how we'll feel going back to it, like the bits with the uh, fuck, I I should look at the name here. The little Bill William, or whatever, his Yeah, William mm-hmm. H. Macy. His um like his wife just like banging other dudes like right mm-hmm. in front of him is funny. It the is. first time. <laughs> but, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it about how I'm gonna feel about it the next time. No, it's so I funny. I know where it's gonna lead I mean, it, to. It it's got lines like my wife's got her fucking ass in her cock. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's like I want to know if that was like just a mistake that they kept uh-huh. in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, like when she turns to him, she's just like, "What?" I forgot exactly what she says. You're but embarrassing. She's just like, embarrassing. Yeah, you're embarrassing me. It's <laughs> such a great moment. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. John. Yeah, I must confess, guys. When I started this movie, I didn't know what it was going to be about, and so when I discovered what it was going to be, I was going to say, about, "How have you not seen I, it yet?" I turned it off in disgust and horror. And so instead I watched Bob the Builder, Mega Machines, the movie. And the entire my commentary will be about that. I turned it off and just read my Bible that. for a while. <laughs> um, Bob the Builder, Mega Machines, the movie, is a fine children's film that really actually does its part to play to adult audiences. I think there's some great themes there. They've really stepped up the animation and the like cinematography of Bob the Builder. It's almost borderline lifelike um there's the uh, there's the uplifting like multi-generational and broad diverse spectrum of characters uh bob the builder is not just uh featured his uh handy dandy um i'm i'm forgetting her name or her name she's played by joan froggett though um she's great she's awesome um, and so, shockingly, yeah. there was a Dirk Digger in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bob the Builder, Mega Machines, the movie on Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, see, like, it's interesting because when I started watching this movie, I was like, oh, okay, like, it's going to be this type of film. I, I'm totally, <laughs> like, I get it. And then, like, like you guys were saying, the turns that it made just really like impacted me and i was like i don't know how i can find this or put myself into a a comedic posture with this film or with like comedic eyes for the rest of this movie and then the scene at the end with alfred molina came on (laughs) and the reason that's hilarious is because i have a former co-worker shout out to nick deaton who just Occasionally, from times to time, like we'd be working or we'd be in a meeting together, and he would just be like jamming in his head, and we'd all just kind of look at him, and then he'd be like, "Motoring, <laughs> what?" And, and it was just like his thing. That was like his favorite song. And so when Alfred Molina lip synced "Motoring," I died. I lost yeah, I, it. That, I that paused the... the movie, and I called Nick Dean it up. I was like, "Dude, let me tell you what just happened." Um, so in Paul Thomas Anderson's defense, he is able to take these 
absurdest moments like Lauren was saying. And just, again, maybe they come out of nowhere, so that's the advantage they have on you. But they just, they work so well. While at the same time, having these absurdist black moments that really humanize the characters, though. Like, um, one of the reviews or things that I was saying is that every performance in this film the characters you just have this pathos that you've naturally developed for all of them and well the first third sets the table the middle third you fall in love with everybody and then when everything turns to shit you're on board like you're invested and yeah even though it's some fucked up shit you can roll with it because you 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 want to know what happens to these people I mean, I would say in the middle section, I probably didn't fall in love with the pedophile, but other oh, well, than yeah. him, well, everyone else is pretty He was the first great. to go. <laughs> he, he, and it, that, he is incredible in that scene, yeah, though, that scene, uh, in the jail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there's there's all kinds of things that I still feel kind of uneasy about with, with the fact that at the end, like this story, there's... Ben, you made the comment about Icarus. You could also make allusions to like the prodigal's the prodigal son or other the the tropes of kind of this rise and fall of this main character. It's something that we've seen in film done before. I'm I can't think of other prominent examples. I'm I'm thinking of well, maybe to a certain degree, uh, Magic Mike. Scarface. I actually haven't seen Magic Mike. Scarface, oh. Ray. But this one, it's it's done with its own twist and spin on it and its own tone and feel. Well, I think that what? again is so likable. And at the end, not to spoil anything, everything, but it does feel like this nice happy family, which makes me feel weird. Yeah, and that's that's what I didn't expect. I expected it to just get like worse and worse like most of these <laughs> these you know these kind of movies where it's like the guy gets you know too hot to trot and then falls and then you know is just fucked for life I did not expect everything to go back to that semi-normalcy like I thought that was cool. well I mean just seeing how the outside world treats everyone all they have is each other so yeah. exactly no yeah that's true and it's it's interesting I don't know how much this topic was considered taboo beforehand or since. And maybe there was some commentary about sort of the rise of videotape and how that actually maybe led to a worsening of the standards in the pornography industry. I'm not sure if you guys have seen uh, Hot Girls Wanted, but like this is a very idealistic take on like the porn industry, I guess from the 70s. But And obviously there are people who are in it because they do enjoy it and that's what they feel they're good at, et cetera, et cetera. But Hot Girls Wanted exposed me to, like, the underbelly or the underside of it that's very, very, very dark and very kind of oppressive and constricting. Um, So it was interesting to watch this film with that in mind. All that to say, yeah, he makes you feel for these characters. He makes you feel for this family where the son is boning the mom and the dad (laughs) is watching them and filming them. that relationship, Um, like... I just weird. It still skeeves me out. Like I just, uh, like I I get that it's genuine, but like I just, uh, I I don't know, man. But again, it all it's very empathetic. It's yeah, it, and 
one of the things that's weird is I, I don't think I went back and checked. I wasn't on the Magnolia episode um, for whatever reason. And I remember seeing most of Magnolia, but not all of it. But I only remember Paul Thomas Anderson for films like There Will Be Blood. And I haven't seen The Master or Phantom Thread yet. But those types of period pieces where they're like more old timey. So to see him in this timeline and time frame was interesting and refreshing and it's still a period piece and it's still a really good one because it really puts you in not just the 70s but that transitory period from the 70s to the 80s as well if you want to watch a transitory from the 60s to the 70s movie watch inherent vice um okay star ratings i'm five stars avi so ben is four i'm speaking mm-hmm. for him I you're still four. four. Oh my I'm, gosh i am also four sweet jesus Wait, this is we all the like most we've movie. ever been like <laughs> this is like mark this occasion for a Zach pick. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was about to say, no, I'm pretty sure we all liked Ben's pick. I think we're all kind of the same place on Superbad, but for a Zach pick. <laughs> and a Zach pick that's almost like three hours long. That's the other thing. It didn't feel three hours. The first like thing, I was no, it like didn't. It wasn't it wasn't three hours, it was two and a half. Yeah. The first yeah. half hour felt super slow to me i remember like pausing to like see how much longer i was just like jesus christ (laughs) and then the next time i paused it it was like an hour had passed and it felt like 15 minutes and i'm like Mm -hmm. wow that was well you know like you get to the party the soundtrack kicks in yeah you know like yeah uh okay hot take theater anybody got any hot takes don Cheadle's the best like best part of this movie period like I don't know. How I hot wouldn't agree, but is. I don't know if I'd say that was a hot I take. Think I, think I would say I mean, like, like even with like Julianne Moore and everybody mm-hmm. else. Okay, my hot take is that movie. Julianne Moore is one of the worst character or like worst performers or performances. Jesus, words, but in this movie, <laughs> worst I performances. Like, I don't or think worst I really people. liked. I don't think I really liked her character or like what she was given to do until she had that scene with Heather Graham when she was super high mm-hmm. and they were talking about like just like I'm. Like yeah. Heather's Graham's character just like kept asking her to call her her mom or something. It was just such mm-hmm. like a manic um, scene. But was... oh no, she had a couple good scenes too. When it was about um, getting her like custody of her kid, those were some really mm-hmm. good, well done scenes. But for the most part, her I... last shot is so sad though too. Like yeah. that she's looking in the mirror and she still like has not found like she's in this family but she still feels so lo- i don't know mm-hmm. she's such a tragic character in this movie i don't know if this is a hot take but i think the movie should have cut 20 seconds earlier than the ending <laughs> did <laughs> um that was the talk of the town um when the movie I mean, came like out. the whole movie oh, i was watching this it's it like you real? see so much of women which i'm used to in movies like women over men so it's like i just assumed at one point it's like i got out of the thing where it's like are we gonna see something and then you finally do it then it's like i don't want to see this <laughs> <laughs> like, put it away <laughs> put it away get burnt up on the sun when you got too close to it <laughs> mm-hmm. um John, you good? No hot takes on this? Well, I I was about to say, like, at the beginning of this movie, I felt like Heather Graham's role was, like, incredibly one note and incredibly, mm-hmm. too, in a negative sense, superficial. And I was, and especially since I don't really know what she's done since this role, aside from I know she was in Scrubs and she was, she was very good. She had great comedic timing. And she did the Austin Powers movie after this. And that was basically her peak basically. And then she was, she was really good in hangover. Yeah. 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 
She was really good in the but, So I was very frustrated with her entire performance because I'm less like, they're just portraying her as this ditzy, like, porno star that, like, doesn't know any better, doesn't really have a personality until until the limousine scene. And the limousine yeah. scene was, like, I don't know why she wasn't nominated. That scene in and of itself. Yeah, that was like, there were several. Th- and just awful. There were several scenes for like one-off scenes for a lot of ancillary characters that were incredible and were mm-hmm. award-winning. Award-worthy, I should at least say. Don yeah, Cheadle, yeah. Don Cheadle in the bank. Um I don't know. Don I Cheadle think I, his, in his, the in the diner. Yeah, the donut shop. Yeah. Don Cheadle anytime he's talking about his outfit. Yeah, him just sitting there in his Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act outfit. That, that is one of the funniest things I've seen in any movie this year. Like I yeah. was dying. I great. I like Paul Thomas Anderson, not just like a not just a eye for com- or an ear for comedic lines. Like there were so many great like one-off lines that we'll probably get to later. But also visually, he—I mean, he was—he was pretty good. Yeah, my big dick energy. The movie <laughs> refers to Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson in a second movie, basically being like, "I'm going to make a movie that can go toe to toe with," a controversial opinion here, the Scorseses and the Robert Altmans of. I mean, is that, that controversial with us? A lot of yeah. Us well, I'm just like saying, Scorsese. you guys would not hold. You guys would not hold well, him at the same level. I don't level, know but. if it's controversial. Controversial, like world or like in the popular opinion, because I mean, isn't this movie regarded as like a classic too? Sure. I think so, but yeah. I'm just saying, oh, for 100%. him to come out, for him to be make his second. Yeah, and just come out swinging. Yeah, come out swinging. I'm- Every single sentence <laughs> oh said in this podcast, just or I'm laughing in my head this entire time. <laughs> But I mean, just like the audacity to like, I'm going to start with like a three and a half minute tracking yeah. shot and then fucking nail it. And it like introduces you to every single character. Random he, question. Did you watch yeah. his short that this was based on? I don't think I've actually ever watched the Dirk Diggler movie, whatever it's called. Dirk Diggler. Such a name. <laughs> it's on, it might be on the Blu-ray. Uh, mm. the sh- yeah. It, yeah. It was like some short film he made when he was a kid. Uh, but he grew he up in kid. the San Fernando Valley when he well younger, I guess <laughs> you've said teenager. Can we all real quick yeah, when, ahead, as you're talking about like his cinematic eye? Also, the scene in the limousine, the way it was cut with the perspective of the videotape mm-hmm. and then the scene with Dirk in the truck yeah. and how it bounced mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. forth. Very powerfully done. Very effectively done. And then you're like, how can this get worse? And yeah, then he like, cuts to John Cheadle. Yeah. Like, that was probably like, I don't want to say best because it's definitely not a great thing, but it was definitely the most, I think that was the most well conceived and well put together scene like in the no. movie. Mm-hmm. The, the best scene of the movie is the Alfred Molina scene. No, it the is. best scene. Oh, I was about to say. So, like his scene, <laughs> motoring. Um, I'm never gonna hear the, uh, Jesse's girl. Yeah, like the, the same, same way, way ever right? again. Like it's forever changed. Um, Thomas Jane, his last right? little bit. Yeah, incredible, incredible. <laughs> Came here to do what we're fucking doing. <laughs> Lauren, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, no, the best scene in this movie was watching Mark Wahlberg run away from his mom in that argument where he's just like, it's the most <laughs> ridiculous, like, crying run ever on film. It's just amazing. Oh, and, then, 
and what what maybe maybe my favorite cut of the whole movie too to the mom closing the door to Jack Horner like the exact same <laughs> shot opening the door. God, this mm-hmm. guy's this is this movie's great, guys. Um, let's talk about the Alpha Melina scene for two more minutes. Um, the, <laughs> the, fire the firecrackers. firecrackers <laughs> don't that's Cosmo. He's Chinese. It's, it's like <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> they the, it's like gunpowder. <laughs> and it's like they're already so like nervous that just like every time it pops, they just yeah. like, jolt. <laughs> Oh god! And apparently, so Melina good. had um, an ear earwigs in, so he could hear the music, but then couldn't hear the fireworks. So oh, so he wasn't that. freaking out. Yeah, by, so he yeah. wasn't reacting. And yeah. then, um, yeah, I heard. I and, read in the trivia they were saying that Alfred Melina, because he's from England, or he had never heard these mo- or these songs before, so he had to like <laughs> m- memorize them the day before. Whatever. Alfred Melina's from England. Why do I not know that? Huh? That's awesome. Also, the. I don't know, like, if that was the direction or not, but Wahlberg's, like, million-yard stare is just, like... That was such a weird moment. I don't <laughs> I know, but inter- it's so like, amazing to interpret it, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was, like, what that was about. Like, I've, yeah, I've I settled either. on that it's basically him just realizing, like, what the fuck where yeah. like, you know, like, just... I need it, to go back yeah, home kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. No, I think yeah. he was still just thinking about his car. <laughs> I just love when that car pulls up. It's like, what the hell happened to his car? Which apparently they, there was they, a deleted they, scene, but there was a deleted scene. Yeah, because he's going to Becky. They what they cut out is Becky Barnett is like getting beat by her mm-hmm. husband after he finds out she's a porn star. Which like, guy, you went to a porn star's house for New Year's party. I don't know how you didn't put two and two together. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, he crashes it on the way to try to save Becky. And the, I think the reason they he cut that was because. That was going to be Becky's last scene was like her in distress. Mm -hmm. And I think he wanted to leave her on a happier note. Yeah. Um, I mean, they already had that kind of art going where it's like the porn industry ruining a relationship. Yeah. So he didn't need it a second time. Another great bit is uh, Don Cheadle in the bank trying to get the loan. Mm-hmm. That was just so hard to watch. He's like, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Or an artist. It's like, oh, man. Uh, this guy just can't catch a fucking break and then somebody dies and he catches a break so that's cool i guess <laughs> three people died yeah for that keeping was count incredible. oh i was so scared that he was going to go out to his car and a stray bullet had killed his wife it's like oh thank oh. god that didn't happen <laughs> it's like this movie got pretty dark but not that dark <laughs> oh i didn't shout out melora waters either uh she played um missy missy is that i think jesse jesse it was jesse she's great in this and she was also great in magnolia okay i'm a changed person no and i'm the only one that could have changed i guess everybody's changed that they can actually like a long zach movie um (laughs) we talked about the ending put the penis away uh oh i i'll also say the the last two music cues for the movie are also incredible the god only knows montage followed with the living thing as the like you it just makes you just those two music cues make you think you're watching a heartfelt like yeah we did it guys (laughs) at the end of the movie all right this one is gonna be hard performance prize (laughs) i don't i don't think we'd agree on a worst and i i i i I would dare to say there is not a bad performance in the movie. Because like even the bad performances were like purposefully bad in the scene yeah. they were bad in. So, so I guess we can also use. Well, this that's space what I was going to say when we get to when we spots. get to the when I get to the 
quote section. Like some of the best quotes was just the deadpan of some of the actual porn scenes <laughs> that like un- unfortunately were very like heavy handed towards the women in terms of their lines, but just their delivery was so monotone. It was it was quite ridiculous. Uh, Dirk, Dirk with like uh, playing the, the 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 agent. Like, oh, some my. of the stuff with the informant was. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. There's also Mark Wahlberg singing. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around. If we know Ben would pick Cheadle, John, if you could uh, pick a best I'd, performance, I'd still pick Julianne Moore. Her best oh, performance. Okay. Well, Lauren's I think, not going to agree with you there. Oh. Yeah, I know. I just I think Don Cheadle is the best part of the movie. Okay, but I don't think his performance is like on par. I mean, Julianne Moore, like Jesus, she's great. She's yeah. incredible. Um, John, yeah, I think it's Thomas Jane. Like in that last scene, <laughs> a, I mean, not yeah, a crazy. He was do, he was doing I some eye stuff movie. that was out of control. Like he he knew he had a he <laughs> had a short stuff. window of like influence or like presence in this movie and he unleashed the kraken yeah i was like i was so i was so pleased when he showed up i'm like oh man i bet he's only gonna be in like a scene or two he gets a he gets a great intro too by the way yeah he did although i should i should probably give a shout out to my main man william h macy just for (laughs) just for just trotting along the entire time like he played such a such a like <laughs> you could make the argument he's the best in the movie. I could be convinced that you he's could, the best performer. You could argue for anyone, and I'd be like, yeah, I can yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Heather right, Graham, so it sounds Heather like we're giving too, it. To, I yeah. think Heather Graham, incredible. It sounds like we're giving the award to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, but let's let's since this is our like performance section, we have to shut. Uh, we have not mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman. Who is he was incredible. one I was gonna mention. And I felt like every single good. scene he was yeah. in, like in the background or anything, I always looked for him. Oh yes. <laughs> like when uh the scene when Mark Wahlberg like quits basically that whole argument, yeah. just watching him so yeah. concerned so, in the background. Yeah. yeah. Watch just rewatch the movie and watch every scene yeah. with a, like mm-hmm. watch him in the background. He is always doing something. Yeah. But I would say I I think arguably the best performance piece of the movie is I'm a fucking idiot in the car when he's after he tries to kiss after he kisses Dirk and mm-hmm. gets rejected. It's so sad and yeah. so yeah. and he's so and it's incredible. Like, and you can tell you can tell that something like that was coming from a while. Yeah. Was, oh, for sure. Was on the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Lauren. <laughs> so many so many great intros through that gate. Of Jack's side, like Tom Jane comes through that gate to like an awesome intro. Philip Seymour Hoffman comes through that gate, and he's she's like, "Oh man, is she all right? Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and then it then it hits the music drop, the boom, 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 and then it, Iris is in on Mark. Guys, this is a great movie. Um, best. Ref- all right, we mentioned Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and Julianne Moore, I believe, were both nominated for Oscars, and. I think See, they're both I feel like, deserving. I feel like he was probably one of the weaker elements. Like, he was still good. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't think his performance See, was. Yeah. I give him credit because he could say lines like, it is my dream. It is my goal. It is my idea to make a film that the story just sucks them in. And when they spurt out the joy juice, <laughs> they just got, or they got to sit in it. It's like the fact he could say things like that and keep a straight face. Yeah. Give him an award for this performance. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, we're, we're, I'm stepping on the lines a little bit here, but since it's very well i mean none of these are my favorites (laughs) no no but i'm just saying another great line in like an amazing delivery is by 
by Jack Horner is the uh, the is he gonna fuck me in the ass? Do you want him to? <laughs> She's like, that would be nice. Fuck her in the ass. He just wants. <laughs> I mean, we did, like we mentioned almost everybody, but Mark Wahlberg, like, yeah. Again, I've I've come from all these movies where it's like he's enjoyable but not <laughs> good. To now, like, holy shit, this guy is like an actually an actual really talented actor. Um, yeah. Is there anything I mean, else that he's done I mean, like of this caliber? The Departed. He's fantastic in The Departed. No, I haven't Who? seen The Departed, so Mark Wahlberg. Wait, Ben, you haven't seen The Departed? I have not. I've seen Infernal Affairs because I'm cool like that. So <laughs> John has <is> left. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg can can be good, but he's yes. good. I always I don't know what it is. I have a problem with his voice. So like in the first part of this movie, I was kind of just like, I don't want to watch a movie with Mark Wahlberg. But then like as soon as the party shows up, it's like my performance my performance pick is John C. Riley because without him, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's character would just be shit to me. I wouldn't care about him at all. It's like it's their dynamic that I love so much. And so he brings out the best to Mark Wahlberg. Some people say I look like Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. That was that's what I wrote down for my favorite line. Um that's, that's so good. <laughs> okay. So performance prize, it's a draw. Um mm-hmm. between everyone. Uh but why? Any complaints or wish things they wish they'd done besides putting the penis away? I think I wrote something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure like what the point of Little Bill's arc was. Like it was like it's to great. laugh at him. <laughs> yeah, but it just it like it doesn't feel like it's connected to the to everything else, you know? It's just like they're already signaling like the end of the you know this golden seventies porn mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. but then they just add this. But, oh yeah, and this guy murdered his wife and like one of the you know dozens of dudes she was sleeping with. So like, it uh, it set up an amazing shot, another great one shot from uh, PTA, and it also going to get the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, but it also is just like an amazing cut to like the party's over, like. <laughs> We're we're entering dark territory into the eighties now. Yeah. Um, was but that I can see what, what you're saying. Was that experience based on something, or was it just the Alfred Molina thing that was based on something? I'm not sure. I the Alfred remember. Molina thing was based on something. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. So keep talking. I can imagine. I can imagine like a eyewitness account. <laughs> then he was like, "Motoring, <laughs> motoring." <laughs> It says, um, according to IMD Trivia, I didn't further look into this, but it says it was a reference to the Wonderland murders that centered around John Holmes and the gangster Eddie Nash. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that exists. Okay, yes. There's a movie about that starring uh, Val Kilmer, if you'd like to watch it sometime. It was okay. Also, back to that William H. Macy scene, the woman who played his wife was a real-life porn star. Mm -hmm. And I believe the the judge was a porn star Mm -hmm. as well. I think wasn't that wasn't that custody thing based on her real life or was that someone else? I think I think yeah, it was based true. on her. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there yeah, were a is. bunch of porn stars throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is that kind of thing where they would actually have people from the business. Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, Nina Hartley, who played uh, William H Macy's wife, Little Bill's wife. Uh, gave all the cast gifts, which included selections from her own filmography. <laughs> um, William H. Macy was credited with, um, hold on, let me find it, let me find it. 
Nina Hartley's Guide to Anal Sex. <laughs> no, like, wow. were, were they rap? Like, were they rap party presents? Because just throw out condoms, then wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, repeat after me. Most memorable line. You only get one. Oh no. Well, you you already said mine. The people tell me I look like people tell me I look like Han Solo is uh, that's probably my like unless cutting to sad Don Cheadle counts like that count that like it just I know I've been doing that a lot but it's like that like oh god I was I actually was crying because I was laughing so hard at that like I rewound it like four times like just to oh it's so good. I think my favorite line might be in the fight at the pool. And he's like, I'm not going to shoot you in this state. State? State of California? What are you fucking yeah. talking about, Jack? Like, <laughs> it's like, I know where I am. <laughs> I also love that. I know fucking karate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, so I also, I, a line I never oh, heard until this viewing when he's giving like the MTV Cribs tour to Amber of his house he's like it has some karate karate i can't even do it it's like he, he says karate in a way that is completely i can't even i can't yeah. even do it it was really like, good. if i had so many of mine were like um circumstantial so i guess mm-hmm. the one if i had to pick one it'd be re- be respectful this is roller girl <laughs> oh god i don't even get an honorable mention no you get them afterwards you You get to pick your favorite and then we just pick one oh my favorite my favorite is has to be easily i like simple pleasures like butter in my ass lollipops (laughs) in my mouth that's just me that's just something that i enjoy (laughs) yeah that was probably the most like there are a lot of great like surprise like wait what the fuck kind of moments but that was just Oh, yeah. speaking of oh, another great okay. Floyd Floyd Gondoli is that character's name. An, another amazing intro with that like triple cut like of zooming. Yeah. Wait, is that the character or the actor? The actor is Philip Baker Hall. The act character yeah. is Baker Floyd Hall's Gondoli. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Philip Baker Hall said. is the star of Thomas PTA's first movie, as well as John C. Riley, uh, Hard Eight. AKA Sydney was his original title, but they changed it. Yeah, back to Mark Wahlberg showing around his or his house. Just when he's like, that's a beanbag, just about one of the chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, so when did they say Boogie Nights in this movie? Because apparently he made sure they said Boogie Nights so they couldn't change the title. No, it's yeah, the, I don't remember. It's, it's the sh- opening shot. It's, it's the beginning of the tracking shot that opens the movie is Boogie Nights on the yeah, but- marquee. And then it cuts so he can't. Yeah, they it's, can't. They, they it's literally part of the yeah. opening shot of the movie. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I imagine that's because, like, that was the title. Like, I thought they, like, I thought in the trivia it said he made sure they said Boogie Nights. I don't think they say Boogie Yeah, that's what the, the trivia says, but I don't remember hearing it. I don't think that trivia person watched the movie. Any other honorable mentions? <laughs> I just loved just how dumb Mark Wahlberg's character was, where he's just like, are they lizard? No, they're Italian. <laughs> About his shoes. <laughs> You know, this is uh, imported nylon uh, when he's <laughs> yeah. dancing. <laughs> yeah, just the way he was talking about all the stuff he bought. It was just so amazing. <laughs> In the, the an actual line from the porno, John C. Riley goes to Mark Wahlberg, let's get some of that Saturday Night Beaver. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just said it so nonchalantly. Oh, God, those paintings. The paintings he had on the walls, like that one time where oh, that Jesse woman tried one. to like fix that painting of Jesus and it came out looking like a potato. <laughs> I, I could go on and on with honorable mentions. Um, there, there's so many great lines in this movie. But um, expert opinions. <laughs> hey, John, you up? 
Uh, John, did you happen to see any of these sex scenes before you saw the actual movie? No, I've never. Yeah, not that even was one thing, not like, even the final shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even the final <laughs> shot. Doggo download, Lauren. No dogs. Is there any animals in this movie? Okay, I don't funny. think so. Didn't have the budget to have an animal trainer on. Mm-hmm. Uh, E.T. watch. Is there a hidden E.T. propaganda? <laughs> no, no, none of that. <laughs> E.T. wasn't out yet by the time no. this movie came out. So. <laughs> ben, have you had any, seen any, came across any Boogie no, Nights um, the fact The fact that, like, again, that shot of Don Cheadle has been used <laughs> as one to, like, express <laughs> disappointment. I feel like that's a failure of the meme community as you a need whole. To, you need to get it out there. It's just... I, I'm so disappointed in it right now. I don't even. I don't know what to do about it. It's kind of like uh, an old version of cry, sad, crying Jordan. It kind of has the same vibe, <laughs> similar vibes to crying Jordan. Um, yeah, but this one's just more like I don't know, despondent and given up on everything, as opposed to actually sad. This one's just like I don't fucking care anymore. I'm done. Like, uh, it's so good. Um, the book. There's no book. Upgradables. Uh. Is there any actors? No, let, we shouldn't even try. Okay. Well, no. Wait, well, do you do you know the famous? There's the famous w- casting. What if for this movie? For I mean, Dirk? there's a bunch of people. That Leonardo, Leonardo, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio as oh, Dirk. No, which I, I think I don't I th- think it would be as good. Mark no. Wahlberg is singular. Like, but I mean, yeah, I would DiCaprio have liked to have was seen up it. for it. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Ethan Hawke, Jason Lee, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix was offered the role. See, I don't know if like Christian Bale or Leo can capture the like the everyman kind of feel that that Mark Wahlberg did with Dirk in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. right, Leo could do anything. Um. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he could do this as well as Mark Wahlberg. And I would argue they both got well. You could, I could say both those guys have done similar, like similar vibe performance. Like Bale in American Psycho is like it's like different, but like I think it showed like. This like playboy type kind of guy, like the post Dirk Dirk on the rise, but Bale definitely could have pulled that off. Uh, and DiCaprio the sex tape. as well. Uh, <laughs> DiCaprio, I mean DiCaprio can do anything, but like his Wolf of Wall Street playboy vibes. Um, yeah, didn't didn't uh, fuck? Am I drawing a blank? Uh, was it actually uh, Jonah Hill? Like, did he actually take his junk out in that movie, or have like a prop? Or am I just imagining yeah, I'm not that? sure. No, there. I mean, some dick got pulled out. It's one point. Yeah, in that I feel movie. like yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if we want to go by here, like who could follow up Mark Wahlberg in that regard? <laughs> yeah, not to disparage Ben's pick for favorite actress in this thing, but read that Marissa Tomei was considered for mm. um, Amber Waves. I think Amber? she could have been interesting in that role. She could have done good. Oh, I agree. Yeah, Julianne Moore, though. Come on. Oh yeah. Again, not recommendations her. She's a to great actress. <laughs> fans of this movie. Um, we've already seen that PTA doesn't <laughs> go well for everybody. But I don't <laughs> think so. You guys didn't like Magnolia? Or you just thought it was long? It was fine. What did yeah. I, what did I give it? I, I don't remember, remember it, Zach. Again, yeah. I, I think I, I wasn't on that frogs. episode because <laughs> I didn't remember it well enough. <laughs> if, if, if I had to say watch one other PTA movie, if you like this one, I would recommend Inherent Vice. I think it's it's his closest. Inherent Vice is good. Like his closest in like weird vibes, more traditionally comedic movies. And I mean, it's got it like walking incredible, Phoenix, incredible Josh cast. Brolin are so good in it, and uh, yeah. Catherine Waterston is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Ben and I both um, gave Magnolia three stars. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, lasting impact, besides um, the meme that Ben's going to create of <laughs> Sad Don Cheadle. I mean, I I would say there's probably some long lasting impact. <laughs> <laughs> um, did it age well? I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's garbage treatment of women, but I think that's just a, we're telling a story that takes place in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, thing. and I mean, they even, like, poke fun at it, too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, this, how it's not okay. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like he's very conscious of, like, everyone who treats people badly. It's like, these are assholes. You shouldn't be doing this. Bonus round perspectives. As a brown guy, do you have any... Uh, <laughs> statements that the the lack of brown people representation in pornography that in the late 70s if if alfred molina is gonna play a guy named rahad um, (laughs) i mean he's ambiguous enough to maybe pull it off (laughs) and they got the chinese their guy too so you know they have that (laughs) inclusivity i mean you know as 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 long as he gives starts off his performance with such spectacular moments as motoring <laughs> then i'm good with it if i ever meet i'm calling it right now if i somehow by the grace of god ever meet alfred molina i'm just gonna go up to him shake his hand and be like motoring and he will probably and, hate you for it yeah. <laughs> i bet there's a good religious take on this movie written it, the, it's the prodigal son it's yeah. the prodigal son Oh, I, I thought the some... religious take was to burn all copies of this movie. <laughs> Porn is bad. <laughs> I feel like most like religious views are probably like, mm-hmm, I don't know. Don't know how I feel about this. Just all the all the sex and porn, mm-hmm. you know. We haven't seen it. We've secretly seen it. <laughs> and they're not married, so you know, or if they are, it's not with their spouse that they're having sex with. And yeah, then he yeah, murders are, everyone. Yeah, multiple married people just having sex with people who are not their spouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One last pitch. In the words, in the words oh, of Stanley God. Tucci, hey, I get it. All God's children. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> One last pitch by me, the picker. If the fact that all three of these people gave this movie four stars... Uh, it means it's probably pretty good um, if it's a Zach pick that they liked. So I mm-hmm. think that does it for itself. If you've somehow never watched Boogie Nights like the three of these hadn't. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I've been putting off forever. And it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah no. Like for me, it was that same kind of like, you know, with the, the, social, the social network where it's like I kept hearing Retweet. good things. But then I wanted to go re- like rewatch Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> like just, you know. So we haven't picked our next category yet. So we are going to use that week to pivot to a new release that we're all excited to see. That we've all and definitely forgotten what it's called. No, I got it up already. Okay, uh, and that you got is it up already. <laughs> happiest season. It is uh, a. I thought it was going the lesbian be... Christmas movie. That yeah, yeah, that's, that that's what I thought called? so too. It is a lesbian Christmas movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> In all fairness, we don't know they could be bisexual. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And to make to make a point, I'm only saying this because that's what Zach Googled to find the title <laughs> earlier. I just want to throw that out there. That's what all the interwebs called it. Happiest Season is a holiday rom com uh, that is being pivoted to Hulu because movie theaters aren't open anymore. Uh, it stars uh, Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Allison Brie, 
Daniel Levy, Mary Steenburgen, Aubrey Plaza, Victor Garber, Anna Gasteyer. That's a good deep. That's a deep roster there. Not, not, not as deep as Boogie Nights, but um, pretty, pretty, pretty good roster of film there. So um, this will be coming out in the December times. Yeah, it'll be appropriate. It's coming out in November. No, I'm saying the our our the episode when we will be coming out in the December times. Gotcha, Um, gotcha. So it'll it'll seem like we were actually having four thought on when to put things out for a change no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah happiest season directed by clea duvall go watch it on hulu we're gonna w- review it for the movie uh podcast which will be a return to middle of the row the podcast don't adjust your dials um until then i'm zach oldenburg you can find me wherever you can find at zach oldenburg you can find us at no that's not my thing yeah middle of row.com <laughs> And you should rate and review the podcast. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Hashtag know the. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Happiest Season. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.